And welcome everyone to Films with the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hi. And tonight we are reviewing Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, we're doing Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I I just kind of made us do this one. I was like, it's it's a big movie. It's had a lot of stuff controversy around it because of the first trailer looked so god awful, and then they fixed the trailer, and people were like, oh, it's all fixed now because the original one Sonic looked very scary looking, not good. <laughs> and now in this one. You can say what you want about the movie. He's cute. But at least he yeah. looks like Sonic that you remember. He actually looks like the character. Um, Jess, did you play the Sonic the Hedgehog, any of the Sonic the Hedgehog games for Sega? For the, the I did old? on Sega, yeah. Yeah, I, I That's re- why I was a little confused why they released this show now. I thought it would be when people my age were most likely to have kids, so it probably would be in a couple more years, so the parents could be like, oh, I remember when I played this. But now it's like in this weird middle where like, the twenty-year-old. It's out when the twenty-year-old. I mean, we are in our mid twenties. We have people our age who are married and have kids. I mean, yeah, I, it's but not common, I don't know. I thought but... it would be, you know, a little older. So, or it would probably. I'd want it to be released a little later so I could bring my kids. And plus, our kids would be like too young to bring to the. I don't. Not too young to bring to the movies, but too young to actually understand a movie. Yeah, this feels like a. Um, the demographics are like I don't know seven to. 12 6 to 12 that kind of age it yeah seems exactly like the prime. And most of us don't have like 7 to 12 year olds so sure. it's just kind of like it came out at a weird time for the era that sega was popular so yeah sonic the hedgehog it's, it's a long tradition of video game movies there have been a lot of video game movies and um video game movies are almost always bad i think um i don't think i've ever seen a good one. I've seen some okay ones. I think the best example is last year, Detective Pikachu came out. That was based on the Detective Pikachu video game. It wasn't based on like the Pokemon, like the popular Pokemon games, but it was a video game franchise based on a popular video game character. So before that, I mean, all the video game movies that have come out before that are pretty awful terrible like people people <laughs> saying detective detective pikachu is one of the best ones and you know we did that on the show and i think we were all uh, you weren't on that but mama k and we had a guest on that we're all pretty lukewarm on it we're like eh, it's acceptable um this was getting middling reviews we we should say we are seeing this on opening day i don't know when this episode's coming out but we saw it opening day the critic reviews as of this time were in like the mid 60s so generally favorable um which was a big red alert to me because i i wanted this to either be surprisingly great you know high 80s low 90s or so bad that it's going to be entertaining like 20s 30s and when it comes out in like the middle 60-ish range i'm like oh that means it's like okay but not great and that means that could mean boredom, but um, I guess we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. After discovering a small, blue, fast hedgehog, a small-town police officer must help it defeat an evil genius who wants to do experiments on it. Oh, is that why he wanted it? I was kind of like, why does he want the hedgehog again? Or what's so bad about him? But I guess he's going to experiment on him. Well, I mean, there's a reason that happens, and it's, you know, it's... <sighs> It kind of makes sense. Well, we're going to get into it here. Um, there's not much more preamble we can give to this. If you haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog, it's the big release this weekend. It's in theaters now. Um, not a lot of stuff going on at the beginning of the year. I mean, 
January, February kind of been a, uh, a desolate wasteland of, of garbage. So if you if you were a Sonic fan, if you want to take your kids to see something, you know, it's it's around. So we're going to spoil it here. If you have any interest in seeing it, uh, stop it here unless you don't care about spoilers for Sonic the Hedgehog. We rate things here at Films with the Women of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. We start in Sonic's home world. Uh, it's the one that I remember. I think most people remember. It's that one, like the jungle planet. I, I, I don't know the lore of Sonic that much. I remember playing the one game where you start running through the city, getting all the rings, and it's playing that city song, and then you go in the jungle and do a bunch of stuff in the jungle for the rest of the game. Uh, so we start in that jungle world. Sonic's a kid, a ba- not a baby, but like he's like a, I don't know, I don't know how old he Adolescent. is. Adolescent. Yeah, he's got, he's got a kid voice. He's got a different voice from our adult Sonic, who, again, I don't think is an adult, like a teenager Sonic, whatever. Young Sonic in the jungle, <laughs> running around with his super fast electricity, fast powers. He's got the eagle that protects him. Uh, the What's her name? Do you remember her name? Uh, no, I was like, is his mom a bird? What's going on? Yeah, his mom's a bird. Again, <laughs> Jess and I, not experts in the lore of Sonic. Maybe this is completely canon and something talked about from the games I remember playing, you know, in my early my early years. I don't remember the bird protecting him, but whatever. That's fine. Uh, he's getting chased by people on the island who want his power, and that's what the bird lady says to bird lady. Bird lady says to him, he's like, uh, as long as you uh, have this power, people are always going to look to capture you and control you and all that stuff. So she uses the power of the rings. Again, don't think this is in the video game, but the power of the rings, you throw a ring, you think of where it's going to take you, and then you run through the ring, and then you go to that place. So the the bird sends her to Earth, uh, sends Sonic to Earth, and um, he spends ten years there. He al- she also warns him if he gets caught, he has to go to a Mushroom World. Yes, if he gets caught, he has to. That's his contingency plan. Is Earth is the be- the better place uh, that he can inhabit? But if he gets caught by the people, he has to use the rings to escape again. And the main escape planet apparently is Mushroom World. Uh, so he goes to Earth, he stays... Doesn't seem that bad. I mean, I like mushrooms. He, Sonic doesn't, though. Sonic hates mushrooms, and the whole planet... Yeah, if, I probably hated mushrooms when I was seven, too, so I, I get well, it. Well, when we get to, I mean, we do see a little bit of mushroom, and even if you like mushrooms, it doesn't look like... If you pick Earth or Mushroom World, I don't know if I'm picking Mushroom World, personally, but... I don't know, free food just sprouting everywhere Free mushrooms <laughs> if you want to eat nothing but mushrooms for the rest of your life i suppose hey they're the a very versatile food you can have them in pretty much anything we fast forward 10 years sonic is either a late teen or young adult whatever he's a he's a blue alien hedgehog so years don't really matter but he's uh, grown up enough uh, he lives in a treehouse by himself. He uh, is very lonely, but he's also very energetic. Uh, he projects this life around him where he has a uh, best friend. Uh, he calls him Donut, the Donut Lord, I think is Donut, Donut Lord. The Donut Lord, who's placed by James Marsden. He's just the, the town sheriff. Um, I actually thought that was the Frango brother for a minute when I first saw him. No, it's James Marsden, and I actually like him, but he's always stuck in movies like this where he's or roles where he's not allowed to shine. He was in the Taco Bell Nacho Fry commercials. Like he's just he's just stuck. I, I don't know if it's his choice to be in all these things, but like 
I think James Parsons kind of a good actor, and he's always put in these situations where he has to <laughs> be around nonsense. But James Parsons, the cop uh, that he calls Donut Man, his wife is played by Tika Sumter. She's a big TV actress. Um, she is the the wife. Uh, she's a veterinarian. Um, and then the main antagonist is Dr. Ivo Robotnik, played by Jim Carrey. And I do remember from the games, Robotnik was the main villain. He was a frumpy, fat, red-suited, large, mustache, bald villain. And Jim Carrey is not that at the beginning. Obviously, he's a tall, lanky man who has a fake mustache on. Or maybe he grew it out, but it looks fake to me. Um, so, you know, a little bit of a cosmetic change to Robotnik. Um, Robotnik has a sidekick, Stone, who is like his little whipping boy. Um, the whole plot contrivance <laughs> is Sonic gets really mad that he's alone, runs around a baseball field, blows a big Sonic explosion that wipes a bunch of power out temporarily and that alerts dr robotnik and the whole movie is sonic has to team up with uh with with tom the the donut man james marsden to uh evade dr robotnik who is trying to catch him because the government appointed him to catch him to capture his power or kill him or or do something to sonic that's negative so that's the plot of this movie jess what do you think of the plot of sonic the hedgehog I'm saying you explained it like pretty thoroughly. Um, Thank you. I'm, I'm, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna trash this movie, but I don't think it's really that bad. I think I'm just very biased because this is what a seven year old boy would watch. Nothing that I'm interested in at all. So I had zero interest. So it's hard for me to stay focused. But even like the parts I intently watched, like they weren't bad. Like the storyline made sense like it wasn't all over the place like a lot of little kid movies are i thought sonic was cute you and i liked how they changed him up from like what you said before the previous um sonic was real scary looking very um (laughs) and it wasn't all just fighting like most most kids movies are with you know video game characters or action characters there was a lot of plot in this so um it wasn't bad. It just was not for me. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna give it a two a two five. That's very generous, and I I'm on board with you there. I, I should say, yeah, when, when we were doing planning on doing this, I thought it was gonna be so awful that we would just make fun of it, and it'd be like that. And this isn't that. It's a actually a fairly competent movie. Um, it just depends on who the audience is on your enjoyment level. Um, the plot's. F- pretty standard it's a misfit character who's alone and another character who's going through a growth change and they team up as an odd couple they have they have some funny moments together which makes them bond against you know a common enemy villain and then they both learn a lesson at the end you know it's a very standard kids movie straightforward plot um i i liked i actually not just liked but was actively enjoying the first 15 minutes, I want to say. 15, 20 minutes. I was like, wow, I, I might be able to get into this, and then it, it'll be good. And then something happens. Which so I'll... is that like up until he um, ran around the baseball field? Um, baseball field stuff, I was still kind of on board. There's a scene or two right after that where I'm done. Uh, and then I, I can't get back on When board. Jim Carrey's introduced. <laughs> I was going to talk about that in the characters. But uh, yeah, they're... they're 
there's a point in this movie where I, I lose interest and then I, I struggle for the rest of the movie to regain interest. Cause I was like, at the beginning I was like, uh, kind of like, it's okay. And I was like, Oh, there's some funny stuff here. I kind of some stuff I like. And there's some stuff in the second, the second and third acts of the movie that I kind of like, that's a clever scene. I kind of like this. There's some slow motion stuff and the way Sonic moves around that has some funny moments, but, um, yeah, I kind of felt the same way, too. Like, I was never completely in it, but that's why I didn't hate it, because I'm like, oh, okay, that, that wasn't bad, or, like, yeah. that's kind of artistic. Like, that was that was fine. Nothing to really reel me in, but nothing to really trash it on. Yeah. Other than the fact that this isn't the movie for us. No, it's not. And I was hoping it would be a little more, there would be some more adult stuff. I always point to the gold standard of kids' movies, which is, of course, Pixar films, where they are not just kids' favorite movies, but adults' favorite movies. How many kids and adults love fucking Toy Story and Finding Nemo and Incredibles? And Bird's New Groove. <laughs> Bird's New Groove is not Pixar, but it's a... It's a oh, uh, sorry. It's a movie a kid and an adult can enjoy. Most adults don't enjoy Bird's New Groove. It's more of a guilty pleasure. What? No, no. Adult, adult, people who were above the age of 20 when Emperor's New Groove... I, I, I like it. It's okay. You and Nicole love Emperor's New Groove for some reason. Nicole, <laughs> Nicole loves that movie. But that's not... That's like that's the thing. is like If we saw this 10 years ago, we might have a different... I guess more like 15 years ago at this point. We might have a different tune. But Okay, you might be right. It's not... When I, when I look at the gold standard of kids' movies, they also appeal to adults. There's other movies that do it well, too. But... Um, this was a, a lot more younger focus than I was hoping for, not necessarily expecting. Um, I'll give you a two five though. I'm, I'm on board with that. It's, there's nothing inherently wrong with the plot. It makes enough sense. There's tons of holes, which I would love to talk about in maybe the visual and sound because I think it's kind of what fits. There's a, a ton of plot holes that I would like to point out, but, um, it, it, the the bones of the plot make sense. So let's do the characters now, Jess. We've got Sonic, we've got Tom, we've got his wife, Maddie, and we have Dr. Robotnik, and then a bunch of other side characters. So what do you think of the characters in this movie? So I thought Sonic was great. Um, I liked his sense of humor. He was super cute, a little naive, but a little not. Um, he was fun to be around, and I think at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, I kind of wish I had a Sonic. Like, he seemed like a cool buddy to have around. <laughs> um, so I think they did a fine job with him. I think the painful parts were watching um, the marriage of the main characters just because it was so cheesy and so corny. Like, it, I understand it's a kid's movie, and, and that's the way it should be, but it it's just so unrealistic and so hard to watch. Between um, Tom and Maddie are two the two. Yeah, the especially couple. like when they were in first introduced and she made like the two the cakes cake and the other yeah. cakes and then she was like, You just helped me so much when I really needed you and now I'm willing to do anything for you. Like that would never ever go down like that in real life. Really? I th- I thought that was I thought I I thought you personally would like that more than you it sounds like you did. I thought you were gonna be more on board with their relationship. I mean, I like that they get along, and I like them as a couple, but I just felt like it was so cookie-cutter and so fake. Um, but, I mean, that's how it should be. That's just me being biased. This is a kid's movie again. I honestly think when the fa- like my favorite parts were with the sister, because she just had oh, the entire time. You like the sister? I hate... Oh, we, I figured you would hate the sister. I, I hate this whole part of the plot. I... I'll talk about it when it's my turn, but yeah, okay. You like the sister? Well, yeah. I think the sister made it funny. Um, she brought some humor into it, and she was another adult character that 
layered into the dynamic and um just made it not as cookie cutter i mean she she wasn't like great and stuff i I disagree so much but all right that's (laughs) i disagree so much on the sister i hate the sister character well i think we can both agree that we hate jim carrey um (laughs) yeah we can (laughs) so i think what i hated the most about him was like what is i'll probably talk about this more in visual but his costume. Like, why do they give him that stupid mustache and make him wear all black? Well, like, that's, if the he's char- a villain- that's the character of Dr. Robotnik in the video game. I mean, honestly, his costume at the end where he wore red or something. At the end when he's wearing red and he's in that little, like, fighter jet, that's the pure costume. Before, I don't know why they gave him black before, but, like, do you find it any better at the end when he's wearing the red? I mean... Is- I just hated the black, so I think I prefer the red. I'm like, uh-huh. are you supposed to be, like... You kind of remind me of like a Pierre-ish thing with his, I don't Pierre? know, his hair. Yeah, with his mustache. And I could see him with like an easel and um some paint or something like that. You, you thought, saw him as an evil painter? I don't know. I did not see him as an evil villain. I just saw him as someone who definitely needed a wardrobe, ch- a wardrobe change to look like a villain. Mm. So what's that equal out to? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a two. Jim Carrey was just so bad. Jim Carrey so, at so the bad. point of this movie, and it's when I saw the trailers, that's when I thought I was like, oh, this is going to be so horrible that maybe I'll laugh at it. Um, I enjoyed this movie to a degree until Jim Carrey shows up in that giant fucking ass 18-wheeler and, and he steps out and does his he does his shtick from literally like the mid nineties. He does the same like the hand waviness, the fast talking, the the breaking character to do his little it's just oh it's just awful. His face twitches it's and everything. Awful. And I you know but Do you even like Jim Carrey and anything else? What do you mean? Or do you like? Oh. It's a kind of like your Adam Sandler thing, where you no, 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 no. Schmo and Adam and Jim Carrey is always like this goofy weirdo. I guess it's kind of. I guess it's not really that different. When Adam Sandler does Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems and and films like that, I actually like Adam Sandler. The same goes for Jim Carrey. I I, I like him in. I know we did it, and you don't like it, but Eternal Sunshine is my favorite Jim Carrey role. He did it in a movie called The Truman Show, which he's a, still a little goofy in that, but he's a little more serious. Like, he's kind of a balance. That actually might be his best role where he balances his good. He reins it in so he's believable, but also has some dramatic moments. This is like the mask, liar, liar, off the... Uh, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. <laughs> I hate that shit. I, I don't... If you like that, fine. You're wrong, but fine. It's terrible. It's so bad. And it, it, it might have hey, worked. I, I remember really liking Ace Ventura. It might have worked kid. 25 <laughs> years ago. But we are in a new age where comedy is a little bit more nuanced and sophisticated now. Yeah, it's now. not all face twitching. Even kids' is comedy is better now than it was. Like, if you look at what kids kids in the in the under 18 demographic lo- like watch today, it is f- still funny and it's not the fucking shit you laughed at it just isn't and oh they're he, watching soap operas basically they're watching you look at like their short little tiktok videos and like their shit that they post on, on their on their various social medias they're actually pretty funny and they're it's way better that this is not good this is jim carrey is i i don't hate him outright because there are a couple things that i love that he's in and because he's doing great this is not one of them uh sonic is annoying to me. I I compare. Really, you didn't find him cute. Well, you didn't see Detective Pikachu. I compare him directly to Detective Pikachu because they're similar 
type of characters, the little cartoon, super-powered, electric-powered, um, of the same era kind of characters, and they both have similar personalities. And in that comparison, Sonic is worse than Pikachu. That's That, that was my comparison. Um, you know, I felt bad for Eddie Marzan the whole time, because I just, Eddie Marzan, or not Eddie Marzan, sorry, James Marzan, I confused Eddie Marzan and James Marzan, because their names are similar, but the actors are not similar. James Marzan, I felt bad for, that he had to act against the CGI creation, you knew nothing was there, and he did his best, the wife was fine. The sister, why, Jess, explain, explain to me, explain to me. Why does the sister hate the guy initially, off the bat? What, what is the, what is I was actually wondering that myself, I have no idea. Exactly. There's no reason. She's just like she. When you said she's like she added something different, I was like, no, it's generic sibling. Like hates the 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 husband or the wife. Like it's like if it was if it was him and a brother, the brother would be like, dude, she's so annoying, bro. You got to dump her. And this is the girl like, oh, you just just divorce him. He's terrible. Like it's that she's so generic. I was just tired of the cookie cutter. Oh, I made you two cakes. Oh, I never thought you would have been able to do this. You helped me so much. I can help you. And there was actually another character to laugh at, which was the she sister. Was way, she was way... The sister very is... Very laughable. If you thought that was cookie cutter, the sister should be like... The sister is the most cookie cutter... She didn't even... And like you said, there's no reason that she doesn't like him. If there was a reason, which there... I mean, later on, he shows up and the things are crazy, but it's already established she doesn't like him. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It doesn't like we we don't. It, it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why she doesn't like him, but I just thought she was funny. It could have taken ten seconds of dialogue, like "Oh, I hated how he did this when we got you got married or when you first dated." Like it could have taken anything, but there's no reason to not like her or to to think she doesn't like him. I, I just I thought when you say cookie cutter, I thought that was the true cookie cutter moment, where like oh the sibling <laughs> of the, the sibling of the spouse doesn't like the other spouse. Ugh. Um. I guess the characters are like a one five. I read there's not a lot of depth or emotion or interest in this. Oh characters. man, I I'm surprised you like this more than I did. I I uh, or I didn't like this at all. The movie? No, but it's not. But you you so far your ratings are as a net visual and sound. What do you got for that, Jess? I didn't think they were bad. Um, I didn't think they were good. I don't remember any music in this movie. Was there even music? There was a couple songs. Yeah, don't don't remember any of that. Um. I think the biggest visual is Sonic it's, it's, uh, is Sonic himself, and I don't think they did a bad job with him. Again, I thought he was pretty likable. I can't think of... Oh, my favorite visual is him flossing. He flossed like two or three times in the movie, and I thought that was fun. Um, you mean the dance? Yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't actually floss his teeth. I, I was making sure... I was just clarifying for the listeners, because when you... I mean, I, I assumed you meant the dance. See, that shit doesn't work for me at all. It just doesn't. I just I thought that was funny. Um, but there's always the the fight scenes that it's kind of like, why in this fight did he blow up? In this fight, he just got knocked out, or why did he? Was he like, I don't know, unconscious for this long what, here when that happened? So, for what are the what are the rules of his speed? Because sometimes he's so fast. He can run to a coast and back in a blink of an exactly. eye. Exactly. The inconsistencies of that. Yeah. I know it's a kid's movie, but, like, I'm not, like, it's a big difference running to the Pacific Ocean from Montana and running across a room. Like, it's, it's a big difference. And at the beginning, when he goes to the circle and he's trying to run back through the circle, it's literally the established thing is that he's 
the fastest thing ever. So he could have made it back in the circle if he truly wanted to. Yeah, I I have no idea. And it's electricity thing. I didn't get... Does he not know how to manage it? Like, I thought he could, like, throw thunderbolts. Apparently he... I, I think it's just Maybe he doesn't know how to use it well. Yeah, I don't think he's developed his power because, I mean, he's really... All he's really done is hung out in that fucking treehouse for the first ten years of his life on Earth. So, I mean, he, he's Yeah, not... so he made all that electricity on accident. But I feel like towards the end, he kind of used it for his, um, like, to, for his gain to fight the bad guy. They, they couldn't... His coins are on the top of that building in San Francisco. That's the whole thing reason he has to get So, there. I missed it. How did they get there? Oh, so uh, when James Marsden confronts him in the shed when they first meet, he shoots him with a tranquilizer gun. He drops the coins on the floor, reads his shirt that says San Francisco. So when he says San Francisco, the ring appears on the floor and he drops his bag of rings into the hole and he can't run to it because his legs are numb from the tranquilizer. So now his bag of rings are sitting on top of this really tall building in San Francisco. And that's the whole reason he tries to run there and he runs to the Pacific Ocean and kills that fish. He kills that innocent is it a fish, we should say. Um, but Hey, I was more concerned about the turtle at the beginning than I was with that oh, fish. Oh, that turtle. That's my favorite scene in the movie. And it's in the first five <laughs> minutes. Turtle, I, I like that scene too. When he's running and they sh- pan to the turtle's face and he's like, oh, he's, got, he's got that big smile. That's <laughs> legit. I legitimately laughed. That was legitimately funny. And that's why at the beginning... I did not legitimately laugh watching this. <laughs> that, that's why at the beginning I was like, Oh man, this could actually be kind of funny and have some funny moments, and then it, it. I actually did think that too when I saw the turtle. I'm like, okay, this might not be that bad. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And then you know, 15 minutes later, Jim Carrey shows up, and the whole movie goes to shit. What were we talking about again? Oh, visual <laughs> sound. sound. I thought the stupidest parts were the visuals of them traveling all over the world. I I, I it guess wasn't really was all of the world. There. It was basically Montana. Well, San I mean, Francisco. I mean, no, they went to Paris and then the Egypt and then um. Oh, at the big they fight. They went to Egypt. End. Yeah, I I guess I was a little lost there, or why they decided to go there. Well, because or... so he was trying to outrun the villain because this whole time his whole power has been I'm so fast I can beat all your missiles. I can beat the the bar fight was a good example of like showing just how fast he was. But then when Jim Carrey finds the quill, he, he uses all of his robot powers and he uses the quill as like a power generator. So now he can also move just as fast as Sonic, basically. He uses his technology to match his Sonic speed. So that's why when they're going through the world, everything, all the cars are frozen, all the people are frozen because they're moving so fast, just the two of them, that, you know, that's that's why. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, it, it makes sense. <laughs> I don't care for it, but it makes sense. I mean, it, that's the whole that's the threat at the end is otherwise he was so fast he could just beat up Dr. Robotnik in 5 seconds and the movie would be over. But because Dr. Robotnik's the smartest man of all time and the government called him in to do all the secret research and they find that one Sonic quill, he's able to use that one Sonic quill to to that's we have that montage with him to all those songs. He's on like the treadmill skiing and Doing all that weird shit in his little in his little hot fortress, you know. It's yeah. Jim Carrey's technology was a little insane. So he first started off with a like what, a truck <laughs> that then turned into I don't know, like uh, a smaller car that then turned into like a drone. I don't know. It was definitely very creative in that sense. And whatever, I I don't know what I would have done differently, but I don't think I would have done it like that. Mm-hmm. So you're what is your what's your overall? Let's give just give it a two. 
Yeah. Um, uh, here, so let's see. What, what are the props I can give this movie? The turtle scene hooked me in. Um, I wish it kept that energy the whole time. Very unfortunate it didn't. Sonic looks good. Sonic looks like he should. Um, the musical choices I didn't mind. I actually kind of liked some of them. Um, the scene in the bar when everything's frozen and he like casually like runs around and does all the... He wraps the guy in toilet paper. He moves the people around so they're going to punch the other people. I like that kind of stuff. I like the time-bending stuff. And I like how like casually it's done. Um, and then he does that later with the missiles. And then Dr. Robotnik obviously throws the quill. And that, that fucks up the whole plan at the end. But... The, 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 oh, um, the elevator scene where uh, the the people are like, uh, okay, you yeah, a child in no. that bag, and and he's like, oh, don't worry, it's 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 not my child or whatever the fuck he says. That that's not bad. That's kind of a funny scene. I was actually surprised they put that joke in there because it was kind of unlike any other jokes that they had throughout the whole movie. Yeah, the tone is weird. I mean, they they had a lot of more kiddie jokes, and that's kind of I think that was their attempt to bring to wake the adult audience up, perhaps. Um, <laughs> there, there are moments in this movie that I'm like, that's actually kind of good. I kind of do like that. There's some lines that aren't bad, but like, uh, and, and things don't look terrible. Like they, they look cartoony, but they look like good cartoony, you know, like it doesn't look like, like, um, yeah, it like super it, like, uh, it's like, what is inter- it called? it's like power inter- rangers. <laughs> well, that's from the nineties. I mean, that's totally, it looks integrated. It looks like. Like, it doesn't, like, uh, it stands out as, like, obviously this is a CGI character, but it doesn't look so weird on the background where you're like, I don't buy it at all. Like, the, the, it looks pretty seamless that way. So this will be my high grade. I'm going to be generous. I, I'm going to give it a three. Oh, wow. Look at that. Passing grade for the visual and Wait, sound. What were the inconsistencies that you said you were going to talk about more? Oh, I talked about a little bit. Most of it is the speed of Sonic. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not consistent at all. I, there's a different when he's doing the running around the base thing like I like that scene that we're cutting between things I like the bar scene I just said like I like the scenes where he's so fast he can get by everything but there are just times where like he could use his speed All right, to get to San Francisco to get on top of that building give him a fucking iPhone let him use the iPhone for five minutes to get there grab the thing and come <laughs> back give James Marsden back his iPhone and leave you don't need to drive cross country. We've already established Sonic is so fast. The only establishment was like, I don't well, know where I think I'm he going. said he didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know where he was Give going. Give him an iPhone with the coordinates on it. <laughs> then he can run 50 miles. Stop. Let the iPhone refresh. Just give him a compass and just say, just go west or whatever. A compass would have done it. I mean, let's assume Sonic is too stupid to use a compass. Give him literally an <laughs> iPhone. Run 10 miles. Let the iPhone refresh. Then run another 10 miles, do that, it'll take fucking 20 minutes for him, at the most, and then he'll be back, and then it'll be fine, but it's just, it's, I know it's a fucking kids movie, and like, we need to have a plot, we need to go and have the big tank fight scene with the drones, there's just so many ways when your character is established to be, and also, he can't run up the building, in the video game, he literally ran up and down buildings, on the planet, he ran through those (laughs) loop-de-loop, that's part of his character, is he can run up like 90 degree angles, it's just, (laughs) (sighs) these things bother me, like, I know it's not gonna bother a kid, and I know, but I just feel like we could have had some way to it, like that tranquilizer dart could have been like a mega powerful one, and he couldn't use his speed to to do his things, but then we couldn't have the rubber band scene where he goes and sees the big rubber band ball, and we couldn't have the bar fight the way we had it. So, <sighs> also, what are the chances the kids' shoes fit Sonic's feet? 
Yeah, I I completely ignored that because I was just like, <laughs> oh, Sonic. I, I noticed that like, oh, Sonic, your shoes are so worn because you have no friends and no family, and you've worn the same shoes since you came here. And like, it just doesn't. It doesn't like th- th- that's not the tone of this movie, and that doesn't work for me. Like the whole family friendship thing doesn't really land with me, and and the cartoony over the topness also does not land with me, leaving me mostly bored and cold, except for the very few scenes where I'm like, oh, that's so zany, it's fun, but I was kept thinking this whole movie, and I've said this for multiple movies, if we placed Jim Carrey with Nicolas Cage, now if you had Nicolas Cage <laughs> oh doing the shit, you know how much I would actually probably enjoy this movie? Uh, I think of that oh for God. every every time I see Jim Carrey do an over-the-top role, I'm like, just put Nicolas Cage in there. It's the same thing, but he's so much more entertaining because he's so, like, because Nick- Jim Carrey feels like a, a, a hack comedian doing bullshit. Nicolas Cage seems like a drunk, insane person who wandered onto set. That's what I would rather see in this movie. Um, whatever. It's yeah, visual and sound is a three because I'm generous. But the, the ending of this movie, Doctor Robotnik gets sent to the Mushroom Planet. Um, we didn't even talk about it. The aggressive product placement of Olive Garden in this movie. How many times do they? Yeah, they I, I actually was thinking, quite like, a bit. do you think they got like some sort of commission or paid or something? No, like they that? did. I I guarantee they did. And also from that, um, from Zillow, the the house website, they have a big scene where it's like, oh, congratulations on moving to San Francisco. Look, I've been looking up houses on Zillow all day. He's like, oh, that's great. I love looking up houses on Zillow. They, they, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't, I didn't get the Zillow connection, but I definitely was like, all right, Olive Garden put some money. Oh, there's this. so much Olive Garden shit. They're, they're like, oh, did we get a million dollars? Did we get a thing from the president? And it's a $50 gift certificate from Olive Garden. They're like, they even said their slogan. Like, when they're oh, here, your family. Like your family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. I mean, I like making fun of Olive Garden in my day. Unless, unless Olive Garden would want to sponsor the show, in which case I love Olive Garden. Um, if anyone's listening who is involved with Olive Garden, we love Olive Garden. <laughs> we could use, use a couple extra bucks. Um, uh, Sonic now lives with them. The, their treehouse shit is in the attic, and he lives up there with, with James Marsden and, uh, and and Tika Sumter at the end. Um, and, and Dr. Robotnik has grown his mustache out, shaved his head, and uh, he carved that stone into the, the, the face of his lackey on Mushroom World, setting us up for a sequel where he returns from Mushroom World? I don't... Maybe. I don't I hope know. not. One can only Leave hope. Even there. <laughs> Just what's the uh, overall resonance and feel of this movie? Uh, since I was so disconnected from this movie, obviously it's not going to get a high score. Um, the only little thing I can think of is when Sonic crossed off on the list that he made a friend. And I was like, okay, cute. <laughs> that, that was, you actually like Sonic was, the character, like, somewhat. It sounds I, like. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I did like him. Um, but yeah, that was it. When he befriended, I guess, the niece because she gave him his shoes and he crossed it off the list. Uh, that was the only thing I could think of that felt a little touching and not, I, I don't know, distant and me being forced to sit there. Um, every, every, everything else I felt like I was just forced to sit there. You drew Um, the short straw. You did. Yep, definitely did. So, what? A one five? (laughs) Um, yeah, I, uh, I'll give it a one, five, two. 
I, I laughed at a few things. I liked the turtle. The turtle's probably my favorite character. <laughs> like, the turtle the turtle was legitimately <laughs> funny. That was a legitimately funny, like, 30 it was seconds. That's a good scene. And when, they, when he puts him down on the ground, he's, like, shaking because he's, because he, like, threw him in the air. I don't know. There, there's there's a couple of good scenes in here. Like, legitimately good scenes. Um, But the movie as a whole is mostly unbearable. And I'm trying to put myself in the mind of it because we're reviewing it as adults. That's how we do it here. We're, we're not reviewing... Like, there's no fucking eight-year-olds listening to this podcast you're all parents or in your mid-20s like we are and just you know just you know going to adulthood maybe you're older and you have kids leaving the house the point is if you're listening to this us talk right now the chances are you are not the target audience for this movie um so we're reviewing <laughs> we're reviewing it on that basis um yeah it's like a it's like a one five there's some, there's a little bit of every once in a while there's something that like makes me chuckle but as a whole it's um not a lot to hang yeah for me on. it was the flossing <laughs> i i don't like that but just like that so that's, that's <laughs> fine we differ we even in our hate we differ um so i mean i'm i'm sorry that i'm that i thought this would be fun to talk about it was okay but jess would you recommend sonic the hedgehog uh i would not but for a seven-year-old boy i would i again i think Kids would probably like this. There's nothing really bad about it. Um, it was easy to watch, and there wasn't like too much nonsense fighting. There was actually a plot going on. So I think it's a solid PG movie just for a kid. Um, any parent who takes their kid to see this would probably feel the same way as us. They just like watching their kid's enjoyment. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, I think the it's a very narrow demographic, though. Like kids under, there was a couple of kids in our my theater that was probably too young to be there. They kind of cried and had to leave the theater a couple of times. So it's just the, the 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 narrow gap of enjoyment is literally like ages six to twelve. I don't think teenagers like if I were sixteen watching this, I don't think I'd like this really. Like, oh, it's, definitely not. I think it's definitely children. That's what I'm saying, but like you can't be under the age of like six or seven because then you're too little to even be in a movie. Because this is PG, I'm pretty sure. Like there's death stuff that happens here. Like it's not all f- super fluff, and that's just like a really narrow age gap to recommend this to. So I mean, you if you're between the ages, if you happen to be listening and you're between the ages of six and twelve, <laughs> yeah, go see this. If you're twelve and older, do not watch this. It's it's just, and if you have kids. Try just watch some Disney Plus stuff. You know, there's a lot of good stuff on Disney Plus right now. All this, there's Netflix, Prime, Hulu, DirecTV, HBO. There's just so many streaming services right now with good classic kids movies, animated kids movies that are just better. I said it earlier, like Pixar is the gold standard. Just mentioned the British Groove. That's another conversation for another day. There's there's other there's <laughs> other kids movies from the past thirty years that are as good, if not better. Not just for your kids, but for yourselves, for your own sanity. Um, yeah, it's two not recommends for Sonic. I I recommend I not recommend it. I wanted us to go see this because I thought there was a chance that it would be so horrible that we could laugh and make fun of it. And mostly, I found it boring. And that's that's kind of the worst is when you go into a movie, it's fine, but it's boring. Um, and Jess, yeah. it sounds like you're just somewhat on the same page. Yeah, pretty much. So that was Sonic. Um, not our, not our best, not our brightest moment. That's okay. We have other streaming reviews. We have other theater reviews. I think March is going to be good. I really do. Like January, February for theater reviews hasn't been strong, but we've got onward Pixar movie. Pixar, like I just said, consistent track record of quality stuff. Uh, we've got Mulan, which 
it, it, it looks promising. I'm a big Mulan fan. I hope it's good. Uh, Quiet Place 2. Everyone loves Quiet Place 1. Maybe Quiet Place 2 will at least be as good. I don't know. The trailer doesn't look as good to me. but It doesn't look as wrong. good as Quiet Place 1, but Quiet Place 1 was really good. So I, we'll see. I, there's more promise on the horizon than what has started our year. Um, and in between those things, we're going to have uh, little streaming reviews here and there. Uh, I actually... I, I already just, I'm telling you this on air and I guess listeners, um, I wanted to implement this new thing where every month a different host gets a turn at assigning a movie to all three other hosts, no matter what they have to, they, they choose it. Everyone has to watch it no matter what. And, um, I really think we're going to do that. So think about what yours is going to be Jess, because <laughs> in April you get the choice to, uh, to punish or or reward our our co-hosts with a movie in march mama k will kick us off in march we'll talk about that more in march she will pick a movie any movie that she wants to do that she wants to make all of us watch and um and then yeah we're gonna do that one one host a month kind of a punishment thing because uh, mama k has been complaining about the movies i've been assigning her lately and uh so i, I wanted to be like you know what let's put this in the power of all of us let's every month everyone gets a chance to no holds barred no matter what assign assign a movie to our co-host so don't be mean just don't assign mama k like it like that that's mean don't do that yeah no i'm not gonna be mean i'll be fair yeah unless she's mean to you in which case go for it i mean, i'll watch you <laughs> you know me i'll watch anything so like whatever like, i watch this i i chose this so <laughs> if you want to uh, recommend anything to us though we have some opening slots at the beginning of the year films with the women in my life on facebook my instagram should be back up and running when you're hearing this that is brennan underscore pod host on instagram and if you want to email the show it's films with with the women at gmail.com. Jess, thank you for enduring Sonic with me. Here's to Yeah, uh, this is a big you're welcome. <laughs> I I apologize. I you know me, I don't apologize for movies you don't like on the show, but I do truly apologize for for making us watch this. It was it was a bad call. I made a bad call. <laughs> so thank you for doing <laughs> this. <laughs> Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Nicole Delessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder.